0: This needs to be told to the world. That a girl who went through emotional pain and was not in school most of the year, the principal, who was TP trained, means that she came to a training here, the two-day trainings that I have from a understood, understood and graduated her without tests. And other people will say, what do you mean? But, but how can I, gra- I, I can't, I can't. How many hundreds of kids can, can't graduate? You didn't show up. She wasn't, but... But, but, what if a kid had cancer? You're gonna say, oh, you didn't, you, you you didn't take tests. You, you had, you, you know, you had chemo and you didn't show up. Anybody, you, what would you, what would you call such a, such a principle? A Russia. What the world has to realize is that emotional, psychological, psychiatric illness is just as crippling as physical illness. It's not that the principle's fault who, who didn't know that because 30 years ago, this didn't exist. Nobody missed school because of emotional problems. Well, maybe there were exceptions, but not hundreds. and. But we're living in a dar where this happens every day, where kids are having breakdowns. But you know why it's the principal's fault? If they don't go for a training, and they don't want to hear, and they don't want to learn. I got to tell you, I do these trainings here for parents, and I invite in principals. And there are some Yeshivas and systems that are sending me people all the time and i don 't i don 't charge i don 't benefit from this, but they tell me that the whole way that they deal with their Talmudim, they end up having better success rates. they do better, they save the lives of the kids, and it 's fun it 's better they understand the kids better i 'm not saying you should have a hefka, yeshiva and whatever no Adarabba, they they 're more controlled when you have the right tools, they behave better they feel. They feel more wanted, so they behave better. They feel more understood, so they come and they do the best that they can. And it's some people that don't want to hear. If you don't want to learn, it's terrible. I had out here in training, a a chasidish guy comes in, a young chasidish guy. I said, what are you doing here? He said, he's a manile and pupa. You know, Papa has like let's say five, six, seven, uh first, seven, first, second, third grades. Of like a thousand, it's like a whole school. Just a few grades. He's the manala, first, second, and third. I said, "Why are you coming to this training? This training is about trauma. And this training is about how to win kids back." You know, he said to me, "He goes, we need to know everything." Wow, new educators. We need to know. We will. We will search and find all information. We need to know everything. And he tells me, sometimes I see a kid, the kid's not behaving, and I'm able to realize that he's not a chutzpah. It's not chutzpah. If you have the wrong diagnosis, you're going to have the wrong punishment. Chutzpah is one treatment, but a kid who's hurting because his parents are fighting, because there's no food at home, because he has a brother or a sister blasting (coughs) music at night, whatever it is. Emotional problems, psychiatric problems. We have a lot of problems that didn't exist 30 years ago. We don't know why, but we do. So if you misdiagnose it, you just make the problem worse. And then you create another problem. The kid feels stabbed. My teacher doesn't like me. My rebbe doesn't like me. And Nebuch, it's not his fault. Let me tell you a quick story. True story. All my stories are true. My son started developing a, a, a problem where he couldn't get up in the morning and we thought it was, uh, we didn't know what it was. He was like very, uh, very lethargic. And for like two, three weeks, he couldn't concentrate in school. A little kid, fourth grade, fifth grade. And a few weeks went by where he just wasn't, you know, putting his finger on the place and he wasn't behaving. And, and we don't know what's happening to him. We don't know what's happening. It could be so many things, right? It could be, I don't, I don't want to start listing diseases, but it's scary. Scary. And, We, after about three weeks, he used to go ahead always and, and draw in the basement. And after about three weeks, we saw mold on the ins, uh, that we were able to see. The mold was going through, there was, it was sheetrock, then there was a pipe, and then the other side, right, but nobody looked, the mold was coming from the other side. So it didn't, we didn't see it until it broke through to, to the second layer of sheetrock through the, right? So we didn't see it for three weeks. He's highly allergic to mold. Now, if a kid is like that, and, and it's not his fault, like what do you want? And a Rebbe yells at him, you're killing him. You're misdiagnosing him. Now, some Rebbe say, but how are we supposed to know? So, I feel bad for you, but the fact is, if you get it wrong, you're killing a kid. And there are ways of knowing. There are ways of knowing. There's, there's, there's people who can see, and there's people who have x-ray vision, uh, no, nefesh people, who know, you gotta know the kid, you gotta know the kid. You know, you know, Rabbi Kamenetsky tells tells a story that so I'm sure he forgave him, but he so so called never forgave a rebbe that he had because he got in trouble for something, and he told the rebbe or the Rosh Hashiva, he said I didn't do it, and he said you're a liar, and he punished him. And like seventy years later, it's it's brought down in a book. He said yeah, I can't forgive him. He goes not not because he called me a liar. He should have known me you have a kid in your class or or you have a kid, you should know these are good kids. You see all of a sudden, something's going on. All of a sudden, it's the easiest thing to say, chutzpah, bad midos. Come on. We have to grow up and we have to have have tools. I'll tell you one more story. There's a kid who had a big problem. Cutest kid in the world. Big problem. Super spaced out. Spaced out in his own world. In his own world. He could be going like this and... You know, or watching something, and you, he doesn't know what's going on around him. He doesn't hear. He doesn't see. Is the, is that an Aveira in the Torah? No. Is that a tremendous sin? No. Spaced cadet, spaced out. He could be. He could be in his in his mind, composing songs, um, or making. A, who knows? Movies are going on, but he's not bad. Okay. The father told the Rebbe in the beginning of the year. Listen, pre one a Rebbe, he said to him, listen, the kid is when he gets into his own world, he doesn't chap, he doesn't realize what, you know, he told that to the Rebbe. father told me, after Hanukkah PTA, which is a few months into it, the Rebbe told the father by that PTA, said, by the way, I realized that what you told me in the beginning of the year, I thought you're just another father. You're just, you're telling me Baba Mises, you know? So I would snap at him, and I would call his name, and I would tell him, come on, and he did all this kind of chinoch. He said, but now, after Hanukkah, I want to tell you, you're right. What happened? He said, we had um, uh drawing time, art time. What do they call it? Art. art? <laughs> I don't think it's called. Play time, art time, crayon time. What? No, just like where everybody take out your stuff and draw, drawing, arts and crafts, something like that. Anyway, everybody was, everybody was drawing, right? And and I said, okay, everybody put away your crayons. And this machutzif, this disgusting my kid, ignores me, ignores me. Like the to the Rebbe was like he stuck up his middle finger. He was so offended. And he's drawing, drawing. Okay, everybody put away your crayons. Everybody put it on your. Cray- Kid doesn't budge. He's getting so angry at him. Okay, everybody else in the class, put away their crayons, except for this kid. Okay, everybody, put away your, your loose leaf, your drawing stuff. Everybody gets up. Everybody's up. You know how much noise there is? 30 kids getting up. Right? Everybody get your chumash. Everybody's getting their chumash. Little kids. Is this mine? Is this yours? A whole tumul. And your kid... Is ignoring me and sitting there and with anger, sitting there drawing like he doesn't care about anything in the world, doesn't listen, doesn't, doesn't, um, doesn't acknowledge authority, doesn't care about anything. everybody, sit down and open up your Hamashim. Twenty-nine kids, right? Everybody does it. Everybody, put your finger on the place. Maybe it's maybe it was first grade. And you're a chutzpah kid, sitting there, like he is owning the world. Mister, I'm in charge, you're not going to tell me what to do. And he's sitting there, drawing crayons. So I finally went over to him, and I yanked that crayon out of him. He goes, and your son went, <gasps> He he's so scared. He said, then I realized he had no idea what was going on. He didn't hear any of it. Uh, he's not the Mister Know It All who thinks he's king of the universe and who's ignoring me in lack of authority. He was in his own world. Hashem made him that way. He really didn't hear. He's, I, I traumatized him because I saw him shaking. Can you imagine going over to a kid during playtime, during crane, play and yanking it out of him? It, it, you can't do that. He thought it was in the middle of. It. He didn't realize. He didn't hear anything. All the Rebbe had to do was say, "Shefelah, take it out nicely." Playtime is over. Let him land from outer space. This Rebbe didn't trust the father the whole year, snapping at the kid and building a whole rap sheet against the kid. Bad Midos, he's insubordinate. He doesn't care about anybody else. He's ignoring, he's writing all the stuff down until he realized... Kid just spaced out. The kid's just in his own world. He has a creative talent. The kid today is Hashem, atzum. He's, he's so creative. He's going to be a He's going to change the world. So we have to be so careful to train and to be Rav Steinman. They asked Ruf Steinman, what if you don't know if a child is acting bad because of bad midos or nefesh? something's wrong with him. Something's bothering in him in his system. What should you do? Rav Steinman said, clear that you have a chiyuv to treat for chayla nefesh, as if he, he's sick. If you don't know if someone is healthy or sick, you treat for sick. And today, sick doesn't mean sick in the hospital, and sick in the um, Sick, something's bothering his nefesh, and he can't behave as he's supposed to behave. And a lot of Rebbeim say, you're taking away all my tools. Not at all. Not First of all, we're saving your life as a Rebbe, because you're not going to murder anybody. And second of all, when you mistreat the kids by misdiagnosing them, they get worse. Then they talk about Kamchutzbinyaks so and they talk about rage and anger. But if you understand them and if you're not sure, you speak to them and you develop a relationship and then you could actually find out what's wrong with him. When you're very close to a kid, you can go ahead and know. He'll eventually open up about what his problem is, but you have to be very, very nice. My sons are Shashiva, Zazin Gesund comes to the Nafshi Shabbatons, Ubshum Laik He raised my my kids, he raised my family. Ask my kids, what happened if you got thrown out of class and you got sent to the principal's office? That's usually terrifying, right? He would, he would give them a glut. Oh, so he, they're his best friends. He's like, oh, it's great to see you. What happened? Okay. C- come sit over here, sit at my desk, give them a candy, something. He would always tell them, go, go to Sweet Choice, which was a half a block away from the yeshiva. Go buy, buy me a sandwich and a thing and get yourself an ice cream. That's chenuch. They went back into the classroom motivated. To do better, and they apologized, and that's how that that was the chinok giving a glit. And a, why are we hitting and screaming and yelling? I want to tell you a very sad story. It's a true story. All my stories are true. I went to a meeting in the yeshiva. I'll never forget this. I went to a meeting in the yeshiva, and and the meeting was in the principal's office. Okay, and so it was very small. See, he sat. In, he had a desk, and I sat right next to the desk, and there was a door right here, and across with the two chairs of the parents, and there was an assistant, whatever, and we would we were having a meeting, okay? They came to me for help about oh long story, it doesn't matter. Bottom line is I was there. The Manahel had to go out. so when the manahel went out, I was like by the door. All of a sudden I hear this like really soft so I open the door because I was right there. And I see this little, cute, yummy kid, seven years old, maybe, right, shaking, shaking, terrified. Mama sh- Mama's shaking. He's stuck because it, it, to him it's a holocaust. He has to go to school. He, he did something wrong or perceived or whatever, and he's shaking and he has a note, right? And I open up and, and oh, and I said, um, he's not here. I said, what happened? <laughs> shaking. Like, what are you putting your kid on medication for? That's not chinuch. Making kids go out of their mind of fear. It's, 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 they said, well, I have no choice. He didn't listen. There's so many other options. I Mamash felt so bad. I felt so bad. And I did what I was not supposed to do. I said, okay, I, I'm, I'm in charge now. Can I see the note? He, I read the note. And it said, whatever his name was, Nachum, right? Nachum. Will never be able to be in my classroom again. Nachum must go home immediately. There is no place in my classroom. But you can't hear it, right? I was that kid. You were that kid. You're Nachum? <laughs> no, <was> just like, <laughs> no wonder he turned out to I be a woman. So These excited. days you gotta be careful. A D D but but that. but he threw this teacher made this little innocent kid into into mamish like the most horrible human being. There's no place for him. He will not. I cannot. You cannot. I'm looking at this. And I'm like, what do you think is going to happen to this kid? And I'm, t- I'm looking at a little pitsy nice kid. I really honestly, I wanted to just take him home. But I think it's called kidnapping. <laughs> I wanted to save him. Save him. Save him. Save him. And it's like, why, why, why? Of course that kid's going to go off the darak. He's not, not against you. This guy, he's going to want to kill himself. He's going to want, he's going to, he's not going to be able to be cut. Why are you shaking? Once a kid is shaking, in, in in their nefesh, adults, we can't shake. We can't. If people yell at us, someone treats you like that, you leave. Right? Or you go on clonopin and then you wonder why the kid... But this kid's I can't even go on weed. Kid's seven years old, eight years old. Shaken baby syndrome. Look it up. Kids die from it. The mothers are crazy from the kids crying, so they shake them. Right? That's not helpful. I understand you, why you want to do it. I would just put on Bose noise cancellation headphones. Or turn on the music loud, so I don't have to... It's hard hearing a baby, you know, again and again, screaming, screaming. I hear, but shake them to the point that their brains are messed up for life, and it's, it snaps their neck and they die? Rachmaneletzlan. We can't shake children. You can't shake... If talking nice doesn't work, you can't go to shaking their, their nefesh. It's a big mistake. B'shemol I don't know if he's happy about it, but I, I could say I'm very proud to, that he's my Rosh Hashivah Shlita, who's been guiding me since before I opened Home Sweet Home. He said, and I have a video of the guy telling, he's told the Chaim Wolf, I said, I want it on video. He said, there's nothing that a hug can, can't do. How does this go? There's nothing that a hug can't accomplish that a patch could accomplish. No, there's nothing... That a patch can accomplish that a hug cannot cannot accomplish. Nothing. Whatever you, and he said, and you you look at the other video, I don't want to ruin the whole video. Even if your kid does very, very bad, tell him, you give him a hug. I love you. I don't like when you do that. You could say, that's chenuch, tell him this is not what the way we behave. But there's nothing that we can't do nicely, especially in our day and age. And I'm not saying this. Zikne Hadar. Zikne Hadar said Rubyashev said right there on the wall. Yimin mekarevis, yimin mekarevis, yimin mekarevis. No more small deicha. As Baruch Hashem, Adelson Shlitah Roshiva Panavish, zaken adar connection to the Khazanish. Why can't we listen to him? You heard what he said, right? Haint the niddok deicha. I didn't I understand what what it was. You have to interpret it. Haint the niddok on deicha. Haint the niddok deicha. That's what he said bel de kakh makhlid zain kind zur What's the good in that from the yeah, do There's no small daicha. De- how do you take rip it up? Mario says, <speaking in Hebrew> he says, no. 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 Even a regular kid. Look at the video. I say, even a regular kids? And then he's like you know, it's like, well, it used to be the opposite. You have to do small daycha. De- even on a sick kid. Well, maybe not, right? The maybe not was on the other way. Now he I'm like, even on a regular kid and he's like you look at look at the video. He's like he's like if you'll understand the purpose that you've and it'll accomplish, it, Maybe. <laughs> you know, you need a tour to do smile on a healthy kid he's talking about because and I asked him what changed? And he said it's your dua. Every generation is different. It's your dua. So let's do what we need to do. And let's beg the people who are around our children. Let's beg the people that are in their lives to do what they need to do.